This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to the Rams Talk podcast preview show. We're here today ahead of a rearranged fixture against Northampton Town. It was meant to happen a, a little bit of a while ago, but here we are uh, a few weeks later, uh, ready to, to go toe-to-toe with Northampton. And joining me today to preview this game, a man who knows all about Northampton, it's Charles Commons from the It's All Cobblers to Me podcast. How are you, Charles? I'm good, Jay. Yeah, thanks for having me on, mate. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here, albeit a month late. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, sent the uh, the message out and we've got it in the diary ready to record. And then, yeah, fixture gets rearranged for internationals. I remember a comment you made laughing about the fact we actually have internationals. Um, it was more which, that yeah. we have internationals that I was <laughs> laughing at. I was fully expecting it to be you guys, but apparently, no. <laughs> We also had internationals, and that was the bit that made me laugh more than most. <laughs> two huge teams, mate. Two huge teams. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, I, I guess to kick it off, I was going to ask about the season so far, but I want to mm. sort of have a little look at last season too. Um, coming up into League One, how was that? Yeah, good. Really good. Um, I mean, anybody that doesn't know like our story, recent history, um, we were very close to going up the season before, 21-22. On the last day of the season, we went into it in third place. Bristol Rovers were behind us in fourth. Uh, level on points, the difference was basically a, a goal difference of five. So in order for anything to change, then we'd have had to have had the same uh, you know, results, but there'd be a five-goal swing in Bristol Rovers' favour. And on the day, we were away at Barrow. They were at home to Scunthorpe United. Um, we won 3-1. But Bristol Rovers went and beat uh, already relegated Scunthorpe United 7-0. Uh, and therefore, the five-goal swing was achieved. Uh, they went up and we didn't. Um, obviously, wasn't the loveliest of journeys back from Barrow that I've ever surprised. had. I'm surprised. I mean, trust me. I mean, you guys, I don't, unless you've played them in the Cup, I don't think you've had the, the pleasure uh, of a trip to Barrow. Uh, I would suggest that... You make sure that that never happens. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it wasn't pretty, let's just say. And it was very, very disappointing. However, we used that disappointment and channeled it in the right direction. And um, we we spent the whole season last year basically trying to... I'd, I'm going to use the phrase, right that wrong. It, there wasn't necessarily a wrong in my eyes. I mean, mm. there are 
a few Cobblers fans that, you know, they A, won't go to the Bristol Rovers game that is happening uh, the Saturday in between when we're recording now in the game <laughs> against uh, Derby next week. But, uh, yeah, not... Bristol Rovers aren't everybody's favourite club at Northampton Town at the moment, <laughs> despite it being a case of basically they went and did their job. And, you know, it's maybe more Scunthorpe's issue that we should be maybe looking at. But mm. that's in the past. It's all done and dusted. I am over it, I promise. Um, it's uh, But, yeah, we, we therefore went and, and we channeled it into the right direction. And, uh, you know, we went with the aim of getting promotion. And we achieved it. Um, maybe took a little bit longer than any of us really wanted it, but that is the Northampton Town way. 2015-16 uh, <laughs> under Chris Wilder, where we won League Two at a counter, uh, a canter, sorry, um, is an anomaly. Anomaly. I can't speak. I'm sorry, Jake. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't normally do it that easy. And and last year was was true. It, it did go down to the final day, and uh, luckily um, we were able to to go and get the win against Tranmere uh, fairly comfortably in the end and uh, and then celebrate afterwards, which was which was lovely. So we're, we're here, we're in League One. We might be a year later than we wanted or thought we were going to be, but we are now here. And in fairness, I think it's done us good. I think we're in a better position now a year later. Uh, we've kept the majority of our squad from last season has been kept together. That includes uh, bringing back Kieran Bowie, um, from, uh, I always get this wrong way around, uh, he's come from Fulham on loan and then Mark Leonard's on loan from Brighton. Uh, we had both of them on loan last season as well. They wouldn't have come back either of them if we'd have still been in League Two. So it's a little bit of a coup, especially getting Mark Leonard back. I think he's he's definitely one of our best players, a fantastic prospect for Brighton in the future. Um, and... Uh, yeah, we've, we've kind of come into this and sort of gone, right, we really want to make the most of it. We don't want to just sit here and, uh, you know, make up the numbers, which is what we essentially did last time. Um, we were absolutely awful in that COVID season under Keith Curl. Um, looking back on it, I'm not surprised. We were managed by Keith Curl. <laughs> Mysterious um, Curl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it wasn't. Oh dear, it was yeah, it wasn't it wasn't fun. When you consider the fact that we weren't having any fun anyway in life in general, to then have to turn I follow on on a Saturday afternoon just to watch you basically play defense versus attack for 90 minutes also didn't lighten the mood. So this time around we're 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 looking at trying to play football in a much more positive way. And so far, we have been doing that. We've been in the games, every single one. Yes, we've lost more games than we've won so far. And we're 19th as, as we talk right now. Mm. But, you know, I, I think six of those seven games have all been by one single goal defeats. Um, we're in every single game. Even the games that, um, you know... When you're watching them at the time, you think, oh, goodness, we're having an off day here. <laughs> I mean, that Port Vale game, we lost 1-0, uh, I think, um, away at Port Vale, and that wasn't very good from my perspective watching the game. But actually, you know, we still only lost it by a goal. We were still in the game. We still mm. had chances to score. And had we put them away, we'd have come away with a, you know, not a, a well-deserved or well-earned point, I don't think. But you wouldn't have complained. Um, an awful lot of these defeats 
the Shrewsbury game a couple of weeks ago was just so frustrating because we were the better side for 90 minutes and then we get a penalty. I, I can't remember what sort of time, maybe in the 80s. Um, yeah. We get a penalty and Sam Hoskins misses uncharacteristically. <laughs> if he scores that, we've won the game. It's done and dusted. Yeah, but then one of them days, isn't somehow it? Somehow Shrewsbury went up the other end and considering they'd not scored in something like six games, seven games, <laughs> typical that they scored against us. But, you know, it's been entertaining so far this season we're not in the relegation zone we're we're far enough away from it for me to i think say this but you know for the all the frustration that there's been every now and again with games and with you know the fact that we aren't maybe scoring as many goals as we'd like to um it's been a good fun ride so far and to be fair you know going to pride park is is one of those games that is obviously the reason why we wanted to get promoted and why as fans we were so looking forward to this season you mm. know it's you know we've just had a game away at bolton um at the tough sheet which i still can't get over it's <laughs> called that some uh, of the all, stands always well. be the reebok to me it's brilliant but, um, i mean crikey um but you know going there that was we've already played at wigan uh, at the dw this season already um, so yeah, the Reebok following that and, and now coming to Pride Park. These are the games, right? That mm. you want to be going to and you want to be seeing your team playing in. Um, yeah. So yeah, looking forward to this one. It's going to be, I mean, I mean, I, goodness knows what it'll be like watching the actual game. <laughs> but I mean, in terms of, you know, having that game in the first place, can't wait. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And yeah, on, on Bolton, we played them on... I think it was Boxing Day last year in the Franking Scent stand, which was uh, nice and Christmassy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. a big fan of that. Um, <laughs> and yeah, as, as you were talking then, I was just thinking about when we played you last time. I think we played mm -hmm. you in the cup and Rooney scored a penalty as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was that was a while ago. But yeah, I, I can imagine looking forward to the game. A good friend of mine, uh, he's a Northampton fan. His girlfriend is a Derby fan. And so he has a Derby season ticket now, but he's in the Northampton end. Good. Uh, on so Tuesday, and he's looking forward to it. So I can't <laughs> imagine how much you guys are looking forward to it. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's a nice place to go. Um, but I guess I mean you've covered so many of my questions already. Sorry, I might sorry, have started... yeah. No, it's great. It's, <laughs> you've made my job way easier. Um, but one thing I want to talk about is most recent result, um, hmm. late in Orient game. I mean, two one up until the ninety sixth minute. What happened there? Um, well, I mean, if we go back actually to the first. First 10 minutes, we were all over them and we were just playing in the Leighton Orient um, sort of final third and they couldn't get out. And the only way that they were getting, you know, any joy from us was by basically committing fouls, soft fouls to just give them away. Both their centre-backs got booked fairly early on and you were thinking, right, okay, we're, we're at the races here. This is <laughs> going to be good. And after those first sort of 10 minutes or so, I, I don't know what happened, but... We allowed Leighton Orient to have about 36 passes in total and they scored at the end of it. And it was just, I mean, from an Orient perspective, it's a great goal. But mm. Lee Burge is beaten on his near post. I would, I would, I'd want my keeper to save that. Yeah. Um, I'd also want my defence to, um, you know, not just allow the opposition to have 36 odd passes uh, in the build up to it either. But. Um, it was a bit annoying and it was a bit of a shell shock, really. And we were like, oh, 
well, that's not how this was meant to go. <laughs> but we got to half time, one nil down, and we came out at the start of the second half, and we we clearly had had you know the the proverbial kick up the ass in the changing <laughs> room at half time, and um, we went we went at it, and then. Sam Hoskins, who was our leading goal scorer last season, he's our leading goal scorer so far this season. Um, last year in League One, he got 22 goals, I think it was, 21 or 22. Yeah. Um, and this season, I think he's on eight. He's on eight, you're right. Yeah. That is oh. one of the few notes I've got in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's doing really, really well so far. He's already on eight goals, which is fantastic. He basically got the ball down the right-hand side, um, drove into the box, and then... There was no one else there with him. And you thought to yourself, I, I think he's a bit too wide to take this on. But he had the shot. It took a wicked deflection off the basically the top of the outstretched leg of the defender and looped up over the keeper and in. Um, only Sam Hoskins gets that kind of look in our side. That, that, is, that is the way it works. He is the only one that could... You, you've got to create your own look, right? If you know, I don't think other players would have had the shot. I think they would have tried to hold it up and wait for backup. But... No, Sam's in form, so he took it. But then moments later, um, and, and I think it's Odomeo, our right wing back, basically gets clattered in the box, um, challenging for a high ball, penalties awarded, Sam Hoskins converts, and we've turned it around in the space of, I think, about six minutes those two goals were scored within. Um, and at that point, you're looking at it and you're going, we're going to go on here and we're going to get a third and that's probably going to kill the tie and, mm. you know, three points in the bag, great. This is one of those games that we probably would have earmarked to try and make sure we get three points from. And then just weirdly, and I, it's so strange, but you don't see anything happening. I mean, I was watching on iFollow. I don't live in Northampton, so I can't do Tuesday nights that often. And I was watching on iFollow, and all of a sudden, we've got a free kick in mm. our sort of like, you know, sort of halfway inside our own half. And the referee suddenly walks out of shot as if he's going towards the bench. And and, and I was like, well, this is a bit weird. I don't know what's going on. The camera still is stuck on Mark Leonard, who is about to take the free kick and he's just stood there waiting. And then the camera suddenly pans and it's back to the referee. And he's basically talking to our striker, Kieran Bowie, who then gets given a red card. And, and Bowie's just like, what? He can't believe it. He's perplexed. But tellingly, nobody else goes and like is up in arms about this decision ah. or anything. And it turns out, and I mean, I've still not seen footage of it. It is off camera completely. Um, I believe our analysts' video, which is a bit more wider, um, probably does have it. But the fact that that's not been released, I think, tells its own story. Yeah. <laughs> um, he has allegedly, I will say, just in case Kieran's watching, um, sure he's he allegedly gone to headbutt um, the player that was marking him. Oh, nice. now, I don't believe he's actually connected, but the law says that if you go to do it, then that is a red card offence. Mm. So, you know, if he's done it, and I, I believe he has done that, he's rightfully been sent off. I'm glad that there's no extra footage because I'm pretty sure that would have been an extra game ban for a headbutt <laughs> uh, had there been the footage. So, yeah, I'm. that is essentially the turning point. From then on, Leighton Orient are in control and they are knocking at the door. 
and um, we're holding them out really, really well. They're they're missing chances that they are getting, but for some reason we're allowing their number twenty four just to have loads of space on our well down our right hand side, their left, mm. and eventually he gets a cross in, and it's the right cross, and it's buried uh, in the ninety sixth minute. Orient go wild. We all feel massively deflated. It feels like yeah. you've lost the game rather than you know getting the point, um, and it's gutting. But I thought we played really well for the majority of the game. Even at the point where we were down to 10 men, we were still playing well and we still had the odd chance. I mean, I don't think we necessarily tested their keeper with those chances, but we were looking to counter when we could. Mm. And I, 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 you know, again, had we stayed 11 v 11, we'd have won that game. I've got no doubt of it in my mind. It's just a, uh, a, a ridiculous moment and, and a moment that should never happen because it doesn't even look like there's been in, any needle between the two players in the build-up to it. That's the thing. Yeah. You look back, you just sort of go, nothing's happened here. I don't, I don't, what's, what's caused our striker to, to feel the need to do that and to get in the guy's face? I don't know. It's weird. I just don't get it. So yeah, we had similar questions last season when James Collins decided to pummel a goalkeeper uh, in the penalty area. So, yeah, I know exactly how that hey, feels. At <laughs> least he wasn't pissing off a balcony at the races. That's that is true. That, that is true. He's moved on from that. He's uh, he's grown up. He's grown up. Um, well, maybe. Um, so, to touch on players that are available um, for the for the game. Now, I've looked at your your top-rated players. Obviously, Sam Hoskins is up there with his eight goals. Uh, another player that was mentioned is is Mark Leonard, who's who's apparently a top-rated player. And then there's a, a lad called Sam Sherin as well. Would you say mm. they've been your top three players? And are there any others that are standouts? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, Hoskins, obviously, because of the goals, has to be in the conversation. And I, I think most people will probably be aware of him now. He was the League Two player of the season last season. Um, and um, yeah, he's not an out-and-out striker. So this is the thing. He, he did start up front. Um, on Tuesday night, but normally we play with a front three and Sam is one of the wide players in that mm. front three usually. Um, but last season he played right wing back at times and he still scored 22 goals. That, that's how good he has become for us. And he's, all, he's all also our longest serving player currently. Um, so he's definitely up there to watch out for. I mean, look, Mark Leonard you will be watching a future Premier League player here. I've mm. got no doubt about it. He will probably be a Scottish, full Scottish international um, 
as soon as Scotland remember how rubbish they're supposed to be, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he'll make it into that squad. Um, and uh, sorry, any Scotland fans, I don't care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I he's 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 such a talented player. He basically will take the ball off the um, the, the centre backs. He's our playmaker. He's the one that dictates what we do when we do it. I would like to see him play further up the pitch. I'd like to see him in sort of the number 10 role, so in mm. that pocket rather than the pocket in front of the defence. Um, because I think he could properly unlock a defence with a few key passes from there. He's just a bit too deep at the moment to be able to really do that. However, he's a, he's a level above what any player I think that I have seen play for Northampton in the last... Really? Yeah, so the closest that, you know, it'd be a disservice not to mention Ricky Holmes in this. Ricky Holmes was was fantastic for us and a, a, a brilliant, brilliant winger. Um, but Mark Leonard. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, I mean, look, Bayo is a legend and I'm not going to, you know, but in terms of technical ability, yeah. Mark Leonard is head and shoulders above him. Um, and I'm sure Bayo would probably admit that himself. You know, <laughs> Bayo knew what he was good at, right? And, and he did it <laughs> yeah, very, he definitely very well. Did. <laughs> um, Mark Leonard is 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 fantastic. Honestly, I'm. Uh, he had offers from the likes of Charlton, Bolton, you know, uh, and and top end League One clubs. I would not be surprised if you hadn't inquired, because he is that good. And he, to be honest. It's ridiculous that he chose to come back to us, but it was his choice. Brighton didn't send him. Brighton said, here are the offers that we've had. Where do you want to go? He chose to come back, which is incredible. So he's definitely one to watch. Um, Sam Shering is... Uh, so he came from Bournemouth originally, um, beginning of last season. And yeah, a bit rough and ready around the edges at first, but he soon grew into being... A very, very good, talented young centre-back. Um, it's difficult because he's having to be the leader at the back at the minute. John Guthrie, who is our captain, is currently out injured. Now, the pair of those together are a really good centre-back pairing. Um, the problem that we've got is with Guthrie out, we're missing a little bit of leadership there and we're therefore having to rely on Sam. And he's just he's just younger. There's nothing, mm. you know, he's not a bad leader or anything like that. He's just a bit younger, so maybe there's a subconscious thing there of, uh, you know, not just from him but from others, including the fans, where we don't necessarily feel like there's that solidity um, yeah. there anymore. But he's very talented. He's very good. He will, I'm sure, establish himself in League One. Um, yeah, decent. Sean McWilliams is the other one I want to mem mention really here. Midfielder, central midfielder. He is um he's like a he's like a terrier. He will yap at everybody's heels. Um <laughs> the, the the thing with him, and I think he played in the FA Cup games, I'm certain he would have done. Um he came through our youth youth team. He's twenty-four or twenty-five now. Um if he's not twenty-five yet, he will be by the end of this season, I think. And he is one of those players that loves a slide tackle and he loves to win the ball, but he also loves to drive at, at the opposition as well with the ball at his feet. He doesn't do it that often, but and he, and he also doesn't tend to do it like he won't go on a mad run. 
from yeah. like the edge of our box to the edge of yours, but he'll go on a run from, say, the center circle and he'll get it up to the edge of your box before he then lays it off with a pass. Um, he scored the odd goal in his career and they're always quite good ones. Um, <laughs> one of those, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those. Doesn't happen that often, but they're usually bangers, which is nice. Um, <laughs> a, a few more of those, please, Sean. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's excellent. And I think if he hadn't had so many injuries at the start of his career, um, I think growing like pains, like literally what we all get when we're when we're young in our, our late teens, he basically had those and to an extent where he was having to rest and couldn't play football for a bit. Wow. And I think that if he hadn't had those injuries, and then nigg- other niggles as well on top of that as well, but if he hadn't had those injuries, I think I don't think he'd be playing for us still. And I think he would have been established in League One now for a good few years. So he's definitely a, a, a good a good mm. player. And then Mitch Pinnock on his day has got a wicked left foot. If he can, you know, if anybody's going to put the ball into the box, apart from Mark Leonard, it will be Mitch Pinnock and um, they will be delicious. It's just whether there's anybody on the end of them. That's our issue. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds familiar. That sounds very familiar. Um, And I guess just to sort of touch on on the way you play, you've got very similar records home and away. Mm. Um, Do you approach games differently? No, I don't think we do. I mean, we've changed our style since last season. So since the last time that we met each other in the FA Cup, we're completely different now. So um, I know he's not there anymore, but, you know, James Marriott would have no worries about being pulled down by Charlie Good and then the referee miraculously not seeing the massive foul that has been committed uh, in the uh, God, first Yeah, I'd forgot about game. that. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, we, we still you know, we still will mix it up, let's say, um, but we are no longer a route one side. We pass it around. We we like to have possession. We like to then pick and choose our moments. And and I think one of the, the most frustrating things actually for me at times this season has been seeing forward players making what look like really good runs only for the ball not to be sent their way. Um, and... I think that's something that is kind of like part of the learning curve with it all Yeah, is that we're still sort of adapting to this new way of playing. And although we've got virtually the same squad as we had last year, they are therefore adapting to this, this new Mm. football style (laughs) um, where we're actually looking to get the ball down and keep it on the floor and, and as I say, pass it around mainly through uh, Mark Leonard. I think the way that we tend to, uh, like, if you look at like the player distribution stats, Mark Leonard is up the top with the number of passes, but then it's Sam Shering who is next. Yeah. So, so it kind of shows you what we're trying to do, which is that there's a lot of like movement at the back end, looking to move and shift the opposition around and then pick the pass. Yeah. From that, which is obviously you know, not unique to us. And and you'll probably have been doing that for for many years. um, Just (laughs) very well. (laughs) Maybe not, but at least you've been trying it, whereas we weren't before. So, um, yeah, that's the sort of style that we go for. There are definitely differences between the home and away, but I think we still see us 
as looking to get our foot on the ball. It just might be that we might, when we go away from home, know that we're not necessarily going to have as much of the ball in in you know forward areas, and therefore yeah. we look to slow the game down a little bit more by just playing it, you know, between our sort of defence and midfield a bit more away from home and. You know, we might sit a little bit deeper when we're away from home. It'd be interesting, actually, to see somebody that knows a bit more about the technical side of football would say about our playing style and whether, <laughs> you know, how much there was a difference. But when I'm seeing it, it doesn't look that much different. I think it's just the, the very obvious we attack more when we're yeah, at home. Of course. And, and when we're away from home, we are, you know, looking for the counter more. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And I guess a question on Derby. Um, are there any Derby players you're you're concerned about facing? Well, do you know, when you asked me this and you sort of prepared me for this before <laughs> we started recording, Jay, I was thinking to myself, right, there's the, the, the player that came to mind immediately in my head was Martin Waghorn. But I was like, he can't still be there. But I've looked, <laughs> and he is. Um, he left. He's, he's come back. <laughs> he's come back. Um, I mean, to be fair, I, I saw, like, looked at your squad list, and actually, the player that I think is the one that terrifies me a little bit is probably Nathaniel Mendes Lang. Everyone says that. Literally, everyone says that every week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, he's incredible, and he, he probably shouldn't be playing in League One, really. But there you go. And I think that, you know. It's a different Derby County to the one that we faced in the cup. Obviously, there's no Wayne Rooney for a start. That's the obvious <laughs> difference, um, you know. But I mean, yeah, it, it seems like you've still got a lot of power up front, if you like, in attack, and that's worrying from our <laughs> perspective um, uh, as a fan. I mean, I would say that you know you've still got names. I, th I think oh, that's the thing yeah. to sort of that you notice about about Derby County is that, okay, this is your third season? In Second one. Second. Second, I apologise. Not, not yet, not yet, not, not yet. yet. Give it <laughs> time. Yet. Well, I mean, next year will be your third, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, I mean, you've still got those names that, that people will know, and therefore the fact that you've either hung on to them or brought them back uh, in, in the case of Waghorn, um, shows that you've still got that pull for mm. for players, whether that's financially or just the you know the stature of the of the football club. Um, but I mean, Sonny Bradley, Conor Hurahan, you know, th these are names that we know yeah. and that we've heard lots and lots, and it does make you go, "Oh, that's a team, isn't it?" And and yet, <laughs> then you watch, and yet, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. It will be nice to see James Collins again. He was part of our 2015-16 League Two title-winning season. Um, it was he was with us when he went to was it Cheltenham Races? I can't remember which one. He it was, was Cheltenham yeah, Races. Cheltenham. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was with he was with a few of our other team. Yeah, uh, Lisa. Less said about that, the better. But um, yeah, it'd be nice to see James Collins again. It was always one of those that I thought was a bit annoying that we didn't look to sign for League One when we went up. I mean, I think he was on loan from us from Luton at the time. Mm. Um, and I think, I can't remember where he went to directly after us, but he not long after that ended up at Cardiff and obviously had a, a decent yeah. spell for a little bit there. And now he's at, at your place. But 
yeah, it's uh, it'll be nice to see him. I hope he doesn't sort of say hello with a goal. That would be it's unlikely, annoying. mate. Okay. <laughs> good, <laughs> to be honest. good. Yeah, unless he turns it around. I mean, you never know. You never know. Yeah, playing but... a former club, he might raise his game. You never. That's that's well... the way these things work, right? <laughs> he's got about a hundred of them, and I don't think he's done it yet. So yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. And, and one final question, Charles. This has been great. I've learned a lot tonight. Uh, I hope everyone listening has as well. Um, what's your prediction? We were talking about this beforehand. This is the bit mm. where we were all really delusional and say that our team's going to win about 7-0. But what is your honest, genuine prediction for the game? Oh. <laughs> See, you're right about the delusional. We talked about this before. <laughs> we said, you know, it's always, you know, both from both sides, we get a bit high and mighty and we go for something. Obviously, I think, you know, just looking at the stature of the two clubs, your massive favourites for the game, regardless of how your form is at the moment and how much Paul Warren isn't really cutting the mustard for mm. a lot of your fan base at the moment. I still think there's that that obvious gap between the two. Um, I'd I'd love to turn around and, and I, I'm going to be as positive as I can, which is to go. <laughs> I think I think I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't put. I wouldn't put it past us to get a win. Um, because it would be unexpected, yeah, and therefore getting it would be, you know, brilliant, obviously. But, um, I think realistically, I think I'm going to go for a one all draw. We mm. don't, if we are going to, you know, to help you out a bit, Jake, here, um, <laughs> the way that our form has been is that we, we, we don't lose by much, yeah, so you know, we are quite tight at the back. We don't tend to concede, although recently there's been a, you know, some some of them have been fairly sloppy, I think, from defending. But I think that's because we set ourselves very high standards that just haven't been met. So I, I'll i go one all on the basis of Sam Hoskins is on fire and in form. So I think he'll get a goal, but I would expect you to get one as well. And then we'll yeah. just share a handshake and you know finish <laughs> at forty minutes. Is that all right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to say two one to us, which is okay. the ultimate copper answer. Um, <laughs> but I do think I think I think you'll score. I think, like you say, I think Sam Hoskins will score. Um, we do have a tendency to concede at home, silly goals normally as well. So I'm sure someone will do something stupid. But the way we played against Exeter on the Tuesday, uh, obviously this comes out after the game on the Saturday. So if we lose 8-0, then pardon my uh, positivity. But um, <laughs> yeah, we, we played really well against Exeter and moved the ball really well. And I think we 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 should have what it takes to to get something out of it. Obviously, you guys are a good side, but you'd hope that the, the quality we have would shine through. But I think it'll be tight regardless. I think, like you said, there'll only be a goal in it. And uh, yeah, hopefully it'll be an entertaining game. Yeah, absolutely. And it'll be nice to be back at Pride Park again under the lights as well. Under the lights. <laughs> although you smashed us last time, it was a good entertaining game. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I can't remember how many fans that we took, but it was quite a few. So uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did bring a lot. It'll be another one like that. I'd enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. Um, and yeah, so I, I, I guess that's it. Thank you so much, to everyone who's listened. If you did enjoy, please do remember give us a rating on Spotify, Apple Pods. If you're on YouTube, please like, subscribe. We, we've had so much on the YouTube recently, especially the live stuff. So I'm glad you're enjoying that. Um, and yeah, if you checked out one, have a look at the other. It's apparently a slightly different experience. I don't know how true that is. Uh, but you can see our faces on YouTube, which is always great. You get to see Charles's lovely face. 
Um, and yeah, <laughs> there's a reason not to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. So yeah, thank you so much to, to everyone for listening to Ramsort Podcast, and thank you so much, Charles, for coming on. You're welcome, mate. Thanks for having me. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.